G'day, folks. Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, episode 84. Another big week of Premier League action, some Serie A, some all sorts. We'll jump straight into it. Tommy's on the other end of the line. How are you doing this week, mate? Very good. We're recording in horrendous conditions. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, when it's... Ugh. It's a it's a bog pitch, you know. It's one of those ones where there's you can't even see the lines, and they've marked them two hours ago. Yeah, they've tried to mark over mud. It's a silly idea. You're looking at it. You're like asking the coach, "Are we actually going to go out here and do this?" The corner flags have bent over. They're just blowing away. Yeah, they're not even there anymore. They're like, "Fuck it, yeah. we don't need them." It's okay. You know where it is. You get the idea. Actually, I know we're in the intro. Corner flags, kind of superfluous idea, aren't they? Everyone knows where the where the sides of the pitch are marked. I guess so. Just seems needless. It seems needless. Uh, couldn't you imagine a football pitch without corner flags? I could, yeah. What does it? I'm anxious at the thought. It's kind of I'm I'm a little on edge right now thinking about it. <laughs> you it's, don't like change. <laughs> well, to me, it would be like it's like being naked in front of people. How would the soccer pitch feel without its corner flags? Mm, it is a little bit like eating wheat bix without milk. You ever you ever left home without your phone? Uh, no, I don't think ever. Okay, that's how obsessed I am with it. Because uh, I would I would melt down. Okay, well, the soccer pitch would probably melt down if it didn't have its corner flags. I don't presume to speak on behalf of soccer pitches everywhere, but I yeah, presume let's... they like their their corner flags just the way they are. Yeah, let's not do that in this in this current climate. Well, that was a nice ramble. Hey, shall we start off with? Uh, I want to I want to kick off with this question you've posed to me the last few weeks. Mm. Uh, Napoli dot 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 best team in Europe question mark. Well, yeah, given you're the Italian expert in the ranks, it's something that I've been hearing more and more, and I have tuned in. Thank I keep forgetting to unsubscribe from Ko. And ah, the, yes. initially the fucking pain that I feel when I see the 27 bucks come out of my account every month, I'm like, what, what is stream motion? I even Googled it yesterday. I was like, what the fuck is stream motion? What did I do on the weekend? No, no, no. It's just KO again. So, you know, you got to try and make the most of it. I'm not going to watch the literal farmers league in France. Um, and so you keep talking about Italy. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll watch this. Napoli. They're brilliant. Yeah. They're like, uh, I don't even want to compare it to the Prem. I was just going to be like, they're like a hybrid of cities, you know, composed creativity and passing and Liverpool's last season, high octane pressing. And they're, they're just crazy. They they just know when to go fast and they know exactly when to go slow. And they have such a balanced side from top to bottom. And the results speak for themselves. They're one of two teams now in Europe, still unbeaten, then yep. PSG. Top of the, top of the Serie A. And you know, looking the goods. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure I'd want to go as far as to say they have the same uh like the same quality as Man City or like uh the same quality as that that peak Liverpool side. But I know what you're getting at. Um and it's the way they go about it, the way they play, like you said, knowing when to speed up, when to slow it down and just they manage games really well. Sometimes they'll have a game that, you know, they're kind of managing a one nil lead for a while or one all and then they'll just go bang, bang, bang and put a few away and absolutely punish the side. Uh, they did it to Liverpool. They absolutely blew them away in the first half. Oh, yeah. Got them out of the way there. Um, and they're, they're cruising at the moment on top of Serie A. They're five points ahead of Atalanta, who are 
they're probably shaping up to be the most consistent threat at the moment, along with maybe Milan and Roma. Mm -hmm. Which Uh, is crazy because, like uh, you've said a few episodes ago, that Atalanta, yes, good, but probably don't have like the longevity in a season run to actually go and compete for the title. No, maybe not, but they they seem to uh, be backing this up year after year now. They've not just done, you know, the one season where they cracked the top four to make Champions League. They they keep backing it up each year. Um, Milan right there with them, but they lost on the weekend to Torino. But yeah, Napoli just, um, I don't know. They just they've put together the squad where they they lost some key players too, like they lost um, Insigne who was a massive part of their team. He went to the MLS, I believe. Yeah, he um, did. That was a weird move. Yeah. Um, and in they the- lost, I've got, I've got a list here. They lost yeah, um, go on. Koulibaly to Chelsea. Yeah, they lost Koulibaly. Uh, Fabian Ruiz. Yep. David Ospina and Dries Mertens. Yeah. Dries Mertens, who was uh, top two or three on their list of all-time goal scorers. Wow, uh, big loss. So I believe in the top three. Don't hold me to that, but I reckon it's him, uh, Marek Hamšík, and uh, Maradona. I guess Maradona, yeah, the top three. But Your safe um, guess. They've lost him. They've got Victor Osimhen's come in and just uh, taking the piss. Really, oh, guys yeah. like Piotr, especially on the weekend. Yeah, guys like Piotr Zielinski, the the Polish midfielder. He's never really been uh, like not massively renowned, but just goes about it and gets great results every week in the midfield. Uh, they've just, they've just done well. They recruited Juan Jesus as well. I think from, I think he came from Roma mm-hmm. as well to go out the back um, with the Korean defender, Min Jae Kim. And they're just solid. They're so solid. They've probably got Italy's best right back as well. Uh, De Lorenzo. Um, just wow. solid, solid everywhere. Good to watch, but with not necessarily a squad of guys who you would, you know, you would recognize their names. Like, you know, Inter have got like Lukaku. They've got Lataro Martinez. Um, um, who's the, they had, they had Vidal, you know, guys like that. Nico Barella they got. Um, but Napoli are just like, just a solid squad of guys all giving 100% and giving eight or nine out of 10 every week performances. Mm. It's, yeah, because uh, like you said, unknown, well, not unknown, but definitely not household names. That Kim, Kim Bin Jay, um, where did he come, Fenerbahce came from. 18 yep. million euros, which is really a steal for a guy who looks as like aggressive and precise and fast, good in the air. Yeah. And like, it really, it's one of those things that makes you forget about Koulibaly really quick because you're just like, shit, here we go. Ready-made replacement. He yeah. may even be, he may even be better. Um, and then number one player at the moment who, please pronounce this for me because I don't want to, I don't want to fuck this up. <laughs> Are you referring to the the Georgian? It, 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 two Ks. Two Ks. The 21-year-old winger, uh, Kvitsa Kvatskelia. Kvatskelia. Yeah. And that is spelled, you can look it up if you want to know how to spell that. Type KHV into Google and it'll come up. It's the first one. There's at least 15 letters in his last name. Um, He has has almost as many goals this season as he does letters in his last name. (laughs) Yeah, he's on fire. Seven goals, six assists, more than any player in the Italian league. Um, a guy that came across for 10 million euros. Like, this is nuts. This is freaking nuts. Um, how much do you think it is down to Spalletti? So he's quite, because he's like, he's quite new there, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of it's him building off all the strong elements they already had in their squad and just kind of maximizing the potential of lots of guys at the moment. They've kind of, 
they've been around the mark for a few years now and not quite gone on with the job. And um, I don't know if they, they just didn't seem to have enough kind of consistency to their game or enough uh, the game management that we were praising them for. Mm-hmm. Um, now they've got it. They look they look the goods. I'd, I'm pretty happy to lock them in at the moment for the league. I, I can't see anyone catching them in Italy, especially at the moment. I don't know. I guess the big shake-up for everyone will be the World Cup when that comes around, um, what happens after that. And also just, I guess they're going to go on a deep run in the Champions League maybe because they're, they're going to win their group. They should win their group. Yeah, is it irrespective of what happens against Liverpool? I have no idea. I didn't check it. I just said it. <laughs> it's another vibe-based prediction. It was a, a vibe-based prediction. Um, how do they figure out Champions League? Is it head-to-head or goal difference? Uh, I believe it's head-to-head. They okay. smashed Liverpool the first time. Yeah, so as long as they don't lose by like more than two goals, I think they're fine. Yeah, but yeah, go just, through top. Um, and Guisa in the midfield as well, absolute rock. They brought in they've got in Dombele as well. Don't yeah, and Dombele coming in, but he's he's been coming off the bench. Okay. Um, they got in the young Italian striker Raspadori. Yeah, from Sassuolo, who was. Him and Scamacca are up front. Scamacca <clears throat> ended up at West Ham. Raspadori's ended up at Napoli. Um, kind of explains why they did them over 4-0, I guess. Not a lot of firepower at Sassuolo anymore. No, not anymore. Uh, they still got Domenico Berardi, but that's about it, I think. Is it, if he if he's even still there. Uh, he is, but he's injured. There you go. Um, Rough. The only last little note is probably... Um, yeah, experienced goalkeeper Salvatore Sirigu is out at the moment. He's okay. he was Italian national keeper for a while, uh, but he's out. Twenty five year old Alex Merritt is in goal, wearing the number one. There's there's just so much to like about this team. If you get a chance, uh, watch them. Definitely. If you are up at Sunday, uh, three thirty a.m. Uh, Atalanta Napoli, which looks maybe the best game of anywhere in the world on the weekend. Yeah, I, that'll be a corker. Um, we could go. When we started this, we were doing kind of like match of the week stuff, but uh, you know, we're very oh, busy, bro. I do remember that. We yeah. can bring that back. Yeah, uh, we could. I just <laughs> we'd, I wrote an article each week, but I was just it's super busy. It's time consuming. We'll see how we go. Shit, I forgot we had a website. Yeah, we should <laughs> we should utilize this. Yeah, it's, it's gone down the drain a bit lately. <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that about the uh, relentless nature of time. Should we just finish a wrap on Syria while we're while we're here, because we've just talked up Napoli. Um, obviously, Milan were the only kind of losers from the weekend. Roma won again. I just want to go through this game. Have you ever heard of... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rattle some names off for you, all right? And I'm going to ask you if you've ever heard of them, okay? <laughs> is this is this like the Mariners game on the weekend? It could be. <laughs> go Perth. for it. Uh, oh, Perth. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Fabio Moretti. Moretti is a type of uh, Italian lager, I believe. Yes. Right. Give me a yes or a no. Fabio Moretti is a player. No. 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 Uh, Matteo Sula. Sula. No. no. Federico Gatti. Uh, no, no. I did have a barber named Federico Gatti, but no. Not Lovely. No. Uh, Nicola Fagioli. <laughs> you made that one up, didn't you? No. Is that what this game is? Have you heard of it? No. No. Samuel Illing Jr. Yeah. You've heard of him? Yeah, that's my boy. Okay. All right. These are all players that uh, either started or came off the bench for Juventus on the weekend. (laughs) 
<laughs> I would say Juve. <laughs> Juve, like, they won 1-0 against Lecce, all right? This is... <laughs> the reason this is a big deal is because I I was pretty big on Lecce this week, getting a result against them. Looking at their lineup, Juve are in all sorts. They sit down in, like, seventh. I'll just run through the players they have missing through injury and other stuff at the moment. Leandro Paredes came over from PSG, out. Dusan Vlahovic, the highly touted Serbian striker, out, injured. Uh, Angel Di Maria, out, injured. Federico Chiesa, out, injured. Ooh, big um, one. Mali Ake, I'm not sure who he is, out, injured. Paul Pogba, out, injured. Uh, Bremer, out, injured, a guy who scored a bunch of goals this season, uh, or a few goals. Manuel Locatelli, mm. out, personal reasons. Huge is- part of Italy's Euro side. Personal and, reasons. Interesting. And Matteo Dasquilio is also oh, out yeah. injured. So they are, that's, I count there one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players who would be walk up first team starters at Juve, not available. Uh, I don't like giving them any, you know, I don't take any joy out of giving Juve credit, but um, they deserve some this week because I think last week we, we had a bit of a crack at Liverpool for their young players not delivering when they should be expected to. And uh, Juve, Juve's youngsters did, albeit it was a, an absolutely cracking weldy of a goal to win it. But, um, yeah, just just thought I'd share that. That's So they're all academy players or are they like, do they, I don't also, know, but do they farm players as well? Because I've got never heard of these boys in my life. I don't know. I wanted, I wanted to make the flippant joke that, yeah, they're, they're just playing the kids, but... It literally sounds like a roll call of people who are going to ditch around at the bar. I know that definitely a few of the youngsters that came on are youngsters, um, and they're just like they're playing Danilo, who was a right back. He's been playing centre back at the moment. Um, they're just Not their position, they got no. no one, but but yeah, they they got the win. Good on they're them. They're clinging on. Um, their forms their forms okay. They've only got one loss in the last five. The other four were wins. So. Imagine that, you know, maybe that is the team that's going to challenge when they get back uh, yeah, to full strength. I think it's just it's just scary how many players they have out at the moment. And I just thought it was worth the shout out for having a bunch of players. This is kind of because we've talked a bit about Juve this season and about the shape their squad is in. And this kind of, you know, when you pick up the team sheet and you look and see who's starting for Juve these days and you see like Federico Gatti, Matias Sole, Fabio Moretti, you know, not exactly household names in football. So, no. yeah, it's just a, a bit of a fall yeah. from some sort of grace, I guess. I guess. Or could be a revitalization of a once great club. Imagine this is their new route forward. They just start playing the kids, get someone in, play the kids. They could be everyone's could be. favorite, everyone's new second team, Sam. Wouldn't you love that? Wouldn't that be uh, nice? Yeah, sure. No one would like that anyway. Just, just before we jump off Italy, do you want to, I just wanted to talk about Roma real quick. Yeah, go on. Uh, especially one Australian-born youngster, Christian Volpato. Yep. Came off the bench, scored, and did. provided an assist as well. He did, all in uh, the closing stages, I believe, of this one. Yeah, yeah, it was. What did he have? Only He had 30 minutes, but I think he did it in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, he scored in the 88th minute and then yep. set up El Sharawi in the 92nd or something together. They beat Verona 3-1 to move up to third, jump their rivals. Uh, the, another big one this week coming up in Italy is the derby, Lazio-Roma. So wow. Lazio-Roma and Napoli, uh, Napoli-Atalanta this week. So Ooh. there you go. Keep an eye on Italy. How good? 
Are you ready for some fantasy chat? Yeah, my favorite part of the week when I get to see how poor we are at predicting yeah. who's going to play well. Uh, we moved up this week, but just look at our squad. Is uh, we still have Reese James in our squad because we don't look at it. Yeah, we made a bit of a mess of that. <laughs> are we, we taking? Get... Look at the points a... we lost on him too. Oh god. Are we taking our own comp seriously? I think we're giving it all of the weight of seriousness it deserves. Yes, it just goes. We're not overly competitive people. That's what it. You know, that's what it boils down to. Are we? I feel, I feel like whoever is in top five is getting a little bit unhinged mm. with the desire to win. That's what I'm doing. I'm not. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm trying to psych him out, Sam. No, nah, we just to... suck. Uh, this week's weekly winner, Sean Watson, 94 points in a tough week. Oh, where, uh, I think Salah scored, but uh, I don't know how many people still have him. Haaland didn't play. Um, you know, we we still have Salah. We still have Salah, despite yeah, we the... Do. I thought that we got rid of him, but no, nah, he top scored for us this week. Yes, yeah, stick with it. It'll, it'll come good, won't he? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> right anyway, the highs and the lows. Anyway, Sean Watson got the winning score this week. He got 94 points. His team, sports bet winnings. Um, and the weekly leader this week, a change at the top of the leaderboard. It might have might have happened last week. I don't know. Didn't really check. Uh, we talk about Bruno. I believe that's referring to Bruno Gimaraes because... Uh, Newcastle boy Brendan Simpkins is top of the pile now with 822 points. Leads the way over um, Callum Miller. So, well done, Brendan. Well done. Congratulations. It's exactly what that kind of investment fund will get you. Top of the fantasy league. Maybe Brendan can win a football-related trophy before Newcastle do. (laughs) Would would it feel more or less glamorous? Uh, yeah, more, more glamorous. Why Definitely. wouldn't you want to win the night shift fantasy trophy? We're gonna we'll take markets on this on whether or not <laughs> we won't take markets and whether or not Sim King can win in, in before Newcastle. Newcastle are due though; they're looking good. They're looking good. We'll get to that. Hey, let's start the Premier League games then. On that note, uh, we'll just skip by the first game of the weekend because Leicester Man City was uh, not at all. Exciting in any way. I I fell asleep halfway through the second half. I th- there was a cracking free kick scored, wasn't there? But uh, mm, there I, really was. That was a good goal. Yeah. Um, just given how much shit we've given to the open opening game this season, do you think maybe we should just make a rule now that no matter what it is and whatever happens in it, we just skip it? Because what, what what what's the point? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's there. It happens. It's a thing. I always look forward to it because it's the first thing to watch on a Saturday night, but it keeps delivering crap and it kept putting me to sleep on the weekend. It was horrible. This is is the thing. You've got to find something else to do until midnight and then watch the rest of the games. Yeah. Well, if you you managed to get through to midnight, you could have watched Napoli. So uh, we'll skip that game. We'll go straight into Newcastle Villa because Newcastle are absolutely flying. Brendan, if you're listening, get get in touch. We want to get you on. Talk about your, your tune, boys. I think I know maybe like four or f- four or five Newcastle fans, and they're all great. So if we can get one on, that'd be cool. Uh, but Newcastle, oh. absolutely flying. Can we get all five of them on? All five. <laughs> yeah, we'll It'll do a mini bus, a tune roundtable, a tune roundtable, night shift tune <laughs> roundtable. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna all talk about how good Almiron is and how not good Sam Maximum is. All uh... right. Isn't he injured? Give come on, give him a break. Well, he's not scoring goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, that's so rough. It's like saying the keeper's not scoring goals. He's not on the field. He's not fucking actively playing. He he came on on the weekend, so he's definitely not injured. Look, he's just not good. He's on his way back. I wanted to let's talk about what is good though. You go. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to make point of that everyone's citing Grealish's sledge against Almiron uh, for his resurgence. When I distinctly remember you giving Almiron a whole shovel like a wheelbarrow uh, full of Virginia yes. fertilizer. Oh yeah. I did. It's, it hasn't uh hasn't boded well. To be fair, he's looked shit for like 24 <laughs> months. And now all of a sudden he's gone bang bang. You know what it is? He knows that they got money in the bank and they're going to be looking for really good wingers to come into this squad and uh he could be on the chopping block. And it's it'll, such a he's, great call. He's responded. And he's responded well, and credit where credit's due, he's been excellent. I guess, but do you think like the threat of losing your job should make you perform no. better? Like it's the same thing as Joe Linton. He's like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess I'll play midfield, and then no, I guess tries. I guess it's just a case of the whole team is lifted. Uh, they're playing better. They've got a few other better players in with them, and that's just lifted them. Um, I don't know. I think Eddie Howe's probably had a big factor as well. So, mm. yeah, Br- Bruno Gimares, I think as well would like. He's obviously having a big impact. Kieran Trippier's leadership is having a big impact, I'd say. And the utility man, Joel Linton, who now plays on the wing or striker or holding midfield, wherever the fuck you like. Who knows? Uh, He's in the technical area barking orders. He can do whatever he wants. Mr. Newcastle. Yeah, they got something going at the moment, and Almiron's a big part of that. I think uh, Trippier was probably... He looks to be the biggest impact signing. What, What was he in the end? 30 million euros, and I think... I kind of scoffed at it a little bit because he was like 30, 31, and he has, you know, injury-prone career in a sense. And the move to Spain was a little bit sideways, maybe a little bit backwards. He was trying to, you know, revitalize something and, and you know, yeah. wedge himself into English folklore. Um, this move back into England has been great. And he, again, laid on the first goal on the weekend, great ball, finding Callum Wilson at the back post. And he's just regularly popping up goals, assists, and marshalling a back four that's keeping clean sheets as well. Yeah, huge, definitely. Huge. But um, maybe one of the biggest resurgence of form. Not, maybe not resurgence because he's always he always scores goals, Callum Wilson. At the moment, though, he is scoring most weeks, if not every week. Um, what has he got? Six six goals? And they're banging on the door for an England spot? Yep. Is he going to go to the World Cup, Sammy? Uh, know, at some point... Um... Oh mate, is it Southgate? <laughs> oh yeah, got who manages England? Ice oh code. mate, has to uh, has to go on form, and whoever's in form, like the most in form, has to probably go rather than picking on reputation. So, you, what are you taking Harry Kane, and then That's we've it. said it every Take week. We've had this discussion about who's probably second in line. Uh, certainly not Rashford, I wouldn't say. Mm. Um, Callum Wilson would have to be in with a shout, wouldn't he? On, yeah, on form, him and Ivan Tony. You would, you know. Yeah. You can't see any way around it. And he's, he kind of gives an interesting option because he is not, uh, he's more of like your old poacher number nine in and around the area. Still, like just that position he took up in the box uh, in between the defenders on the six yard box, winning headers and stuff like that. That's, it's, it gives you a different option. You can play him as a second striker. Yeah. You can even play him a little bit further wide. I'd say there's value in like, not that I want England to do well, but I'd say there's value in like, if it's 
not working and you got Harry Kane up there that you can also get Callum on just to be a nuisance. Mm. Yeah. They've always had a little striker for nuisance value. Michael Owen, Jermaine Defoe, these guys that you can put in there with a second striker and you know try and poke out a goal if you need one. Seems like a good option to me. Fair enough. There you go. Have you got anything else on Newcastle or do you want to do a little shit on Villa? Just uh, just a quick wrap. Newcastle, where they were last season, this time last season, 13 games played, they were rock bottom. Yeah. Um, hadn't won a game. Fast forward to this year, they now have six wins, six draws, best defense in the league and the fourth best attack. So it's it's pretty great what they're doing. Yeah. You can say what things. you want about how they're doing it, but it's pretty cool to see. Do they make top four? Uh you just you can't write off Chelsea and Liverpool, even though they're kind of floundering at the moment. Yeah, Man United even. That's yeah. And Spurs as well, I suppose. I mean, these are all teams that could keep them out of the top four. They're currently fourth, uh, but United and Chelsea have a game in hand on them. I, w- I would say no. And, you know, it might even be... Well, it wouldn't be too early because it, that would give them the financial fair play relaxation to go out and just fucking splash the cash something crazy if they made it. So maybe yeah. it's a good thing they don't. I'm going to hope they don't. I don't think they will. Uh, I think... There's no reason. I think they'll get a Europa League spot, though. They look sure. the seventh team this season. Um, yeah, well, Europa fifth, sixth. Unless Maybe. they all win the same cups, uh, right? I guess so. Um, like Brighton are up there, but I don't know how to. Oh, it's hard to say because Brighton obviously had that really good form as well, where they were they were smashing everyone, and now they've kind of yipped a bit. They they had a massive win on the weekend that we'll get to, but. Yeah, maybe, does... maybe Brighton and Newcastle was the Brighton, Newcastle, and Liverpool would be the fight for the for sixth, I guess. I wouldn't write off Liverpool just yet. No. All right, fair. Um, Aston Villa. What are, I think I we've done them a bit, but what do I think? Say like I don't know. I'm looking at this squad, and I can't believe where they're sitting. Uh, obviously, Stevie's. Bit of the dust. They replaced him, but <laughs> who they replace him with? Emery. Was uh, it Unite? Yeah, I believe it. Emery. I don't think he's come in yet. Yeah, it's going to um, be after the World Cup, so they're just kind of fucking around with the system managers for a little while. Yeah, here. but you know they've got Ollie Watkins, who's meant to be this absolute gun England striker. Uh, they brought in Dendonka from Wolves. They've got Douglas Lewis, who they spent money on, and looks a really good player. Uh, Tyrone Mings is also meant to be like a big future England quality player. Felipe Coutinho, Jacob Ramsey, Leon Bailey, uh, Luca Dean. It's a good squad. And it's, it's just it, yeah. what's going on. It's a top 10 Premier League squad, definitely. If you can get them all working together, the names and the investment has been there. Um, you've got the experience and the quality of Danny Ings up top. Like, you know, the squad runs deep as well. You know, they're bringing Coutinho and Dinho off the bench and stuff like that. So, this huge problems for Villa and they won't go down, but what they do by forfeiting all this time in between Emery starting is they lose ground on a top 10 finish and they lose, you know, prize money given on where you finish and stuff like that. This is stuff they need given the amount that they spent, you know, when I think they spent like something astonishing, 60 million pounds on Bandea or something like that. It's ridiculous. So they need results and they're not getting it. 
Yep, they need them. I don't think they're going to go down because they'll probably get enough games at some point, especially when Emery comes in. I think he'll do good. Real good manager. I don't know if he'll we talked about good. that last week. I don't know if that was announced, but... I think it came after we finished recording, yeah. Unsure, but he's a. I think he's a really good coach, so um, he'll, he'll do well with them, I think, and he's got plenty of potential in that squad. I'm just going to quickly breeze through these next three. Uh, cut me off right at the very end if you've got anything on them, but Palace Saints 1-0, Bournemouth Spurs 3-2 Spurs. Fulham Everton nil nil. I don't know if we have anything to say on those three games. Nah, but... just Bournemouth Spurs looks like a good game. Don't be fooled. It's not. <laughs> it's a trap. Why, why would it be? Uh, but I think we're all ready to talk about it. We're super keen for this one. Brighton four, Chelsea one. Oh. Ah, just when Chelsea were getting on a roll, and then they they looked pretty ordinary against Man United, and now they've been absolutely blown away by Brighton. And Potter is on the end of a, a humping by his old team straight up. I was so nervous given how well Chelsea were playing and how likable they were becoming under Potter and stuff like that. And they were playing the kids. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to have to become kind of a Chelsea soft boy at some point. But thank God for this. And thank God for Brighton, a proper football team who their fans, <laughs> they absolutely delivered because I had the feeling that they would be Chelsea on a proper football team. Oh, let's come on, Sam. You know, no. No, you, you you know my you know my theory. On All this. the That's... friends you made last week with your Loftus cheek comments are now out the window. <laughs> a, t- a proper football team would not spend however many millions on Cucurella, twenty millions to get uh, twenty million to get Potter across, and they get done four one anyway by Brighton. <laughs> you've you've literally tried to rip this club apart in order to to you know not allow this to happen, and yet here we are. The best bit of the game, though, Sam, is at 2-0, the Brighton home fans chanting at Potter, you're getting sacked in the morning. But I could not stop laughing <laughs> at, the, at the thought of the Brighton fans enjoying themselves to this point. And, like, Potter, you just stand there listening to it, wondering, shit, I probably have made the right decision, but, God, this is humiliating. Yeah. Classic stuff. Um I don't know. We, <laughs> Brighton, I thought, had dropped away and that was it and they were done. I guess they had that extra... They had some fire in the locker for this one, didn't they? Just You would be amped, wouldn't you? You'd, there's yeah, a good Potter conversation back. between yeah. the players in the WhatsApp chat. It's been like a few weeks, a matter of weeks, a month, whatever. Like He's come back and they've just, they just came out and just went straight at him. And they, they, well, they piled three on in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, there's three Chelsea goal scorers on the sheet, <laughs> but <laughs> that's yeah, that's a point too. You can't really put any blame on uh, Loftus Cheek or Chalabar for the own goals. They're just the sort of uh, footballing things that happen when you when a team is good enough to make you, I guess, turn your defense around so you're sprinting towards your own goal. It's never nice. No, definitely uh, not. Defensive nightmare that, especially those yeah. areas in between the six yard box and the penalty area. You don't you've got no idea what's going on behind you. <clears throat> um, yeah. the scene in this game was really set like after three minutes uh, the the Chelsea back pass that gifted Trossard that the nice little chip effort that was cleared off the line by Thiago Silva and you thought oh geez Chelsea a little bit wobbly here they've come out to fire and then a minute later <laughs> he's in again and he's fucking scored so <laughs> classic stuff um, the Zerbi's first win as Brighton head coach yeah Com- Comes against the guy who left him his shitty, lowly job. Isn't yeah. that 
just um, the peak alpha move. That was got to be my next comment. Was uh, watching some <laughs> of the some of the scenes on the sideline from Deserby, like the the celebrations and things. He was up and about, uh, so many fist pumps. So he knew many, the significance. He was doing the, like the Toyota Camry thing, and they jump in the air and fist pump the sky and freeze, oh, freeze in oh, minute. What a feeling. Toyota, yeah, Toyota. If you want to sponsor us, uh, uh, but yeah, very good, good stuff. We love it. I think uh, you know, you and I love seeing Chelsea go down too. So, uh, of course, sorry, of course. Chelsea listeners, but they all know it anyway. If they're listening, oh, I think we're very fair and balanced with Chelsea. We gave them their praise, and now we're laughing at their demise. I think anytime uh, one of the big boys loses a game, you've got to, you got to let him, let him have it. And you yes, got to, let, got to let him know. Next, when Arsenal do lose a game. I'll let them have it too. Don't you if worry. They, if they ever lose again. If they ever lose ever again in the history of football, we'll never know. All right. Should we move on? Yeah. What's next? I've what got we, here. What are we picking apart? I've got one little note. I'm I'm sure we're not really going to talk about the game. There's only one man we're going to talk about here. Uh, Brentford won, Wolves won. Diego Costa. Ooh. A red card. VAR caught him out. Uh thoughts <laughs> remarkable that he's gone this long in his premier league career that was my a- first thought getting sent off that was my very first thought i can't believe he'd never been sent off in the premier league um it's because referees are suckers and this one missed it again yeah it's well literally- i don't i don't blame the referee for missing it because it's that far off the ball this is what <laughs> var is for it's a good this point is, this is why we have bath Shit like this. Oh, Jesus. Are we now on VAR side? No. I'm <laughs> saying this is the proper use of it. It's like for completely obscene shit that goes on where the referee had no chance of seeing it. How could any of the referees actually see that happen anyway? It's true. If Even they're doing where the their ball job. is. Yeah, if they're doing their job, they're not watching there. No. Um, that's what it's for. And it's great to see it work out. Um, this guy, I don't want really to hear the arguments about him just be- oh, he's... He's clever because he gets other guys set off. Most of the time, like, the footage you see of him getting other guys set off is like, he has done something worthy of getting a red card, but he's gotten away with it because the other person's retaliated, mm-hmm. when in fact they probably both should have got reds. Mm-hmm. Or, like, he should just be given a red just for being a flog. So I don't want to hear bit. any of the clever arguments. He's he's a dog. He's a dirty, <laughs> dirty <laughs> flog of a guy. He's a grub. Grub is how I describe it. He yeah. is a complete grub. I understand if you're a Chelsea fan, I guess you'd probably love him because, like, uh, the goals and things he delivered, he was pure class. Like, obviously, an unreal striker at his peak, uh, but just so much of a grub that I just can't admire him in any way at all. It's hard because it's not gamesmanship in in the way that he gets players sent off. It's like he's acting outside of the understanding of like football etiquette in a way. It's like when you see an arsehole. Yeah. You step out there to play the game and there's an expected amount of like shithousery or, you know, antics or, you know, rough play or whatever. But this guy's insane. Like he's just constantly at you, pestering you all of the time until you absolutely break and snap and try and destroy every inch of him. So he's, he's just gone out and headbutted a defender. How many has... I haven't seen any of the news, but do you know how many games he got? Uh, no, games? it should it should be at least two. It would have thought. Because it's, vi- yeah, it's viral, it might be three. 
It was his twelfth red card in his career, so yeah. maybe it was just it was just the prem managers. Twelve uh, prem red cards, man. Yeah, for a striker, that's gross, isn't it? it is Even for a defender, gross. it's a lot. Yeah, um, I He's... can't see anything here right now, but yeah, that's... must not have been ruled yet. Yeah, just I'm going to go three. I'd hope he gets three. But that kind of oh, thing, he... maybe maybe he, he should be dishing it's... out five. No, games. it's an automatic. Automatic three for a violent red card, I think. Anyway, okay. um, I believe, but someone will be able to tell us. I'm sure someone will, uh, someone will message me and tell me rather than commenting it on a on a post on our page. Yes, hint, hint, hint. hint. Go and comment on the post. <laughs> Let us know, and then yeah. also feed the algorithm, guys. Come on, feed the algorithm, guys. Come on, you get you get to be publicly right against us as well. Like, what yeah, walks exactly. do you want? Yeah. Um, there you go. That's all I had on that game. I, I think I don't really some, want to talk some, about Brentford. Yeah, some but, goals were scored. I don't know. There, yeah, it was one all. There was two goals, but yeah, whatever. There's established easily now this season like six or eight teams that if they play each other, yeah, it just it doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, Wolves <laughs> would argue it matters a lot given where they are on the table, but okay. Um, <laughs> we'll move on. Um. At risk of you spending the next half hour on a on a roll here, I am going to let you have a minute to do Liverpool Leeds because I think it does need to be spoken about because I shat all over Leeds last week. I think we both did, mm. and um, it seems. Remember, for a while we talked up people, and then they the next week they absolutely smashed it and did really well. Mm-hmm. But now it's when we talk shit about people or teams. So we've absolutely written off Leeds. And they've come out and beaten Liverpool at Anfield. Virgil van Dijk's winning run over at Anfield. What have you got? It's really tough for me personally because I should be enjoying moments like this. <laughs> but but all, it, all it, no, all it does is <laughs> just persist with Jesse for another couple of weeks. So it, like this win now sees him through to the World Cup without a doubt. Because he'd be oh, like, yeah. I've been Chelsea, I've been Liverpool. We should have got a point against Arsenal. Come on. I'm should have, yeah. But it, maybe he's good then. No, he's not good. <laughs> Is it because he's American? Sam, I'm not a racist. Okay, <laughs> I okay. am an I am an anti-imperialist though. So yes, it's because he's American. No. We he's like the work, the signings he's brought in, especially the American guys, Aronson and Tyler Adams. They're great. They're probably the two best players for Leeds United this season. They've been awesome, and it's not. For a lack of enthusiasm or commitment to Leeds United, I suppose. But you can just tell he doesn't get it. And whatever, not like Bielsa got it. He and doesn't get it. He doesn't understand okay. what it means to like manage a Premier League football team, I don't think. I think he's still, I actually think in his mind, the US national team job, which is what he is aiming to do, is a bigger role for him. And I think that's where ultimately he wants to be. And I've, I've read a few things that says he's always talked about this and this is the pathway to it now. Okay. From, I, I almost feel like he's trying to use Leeds as a stepping stone. From a different perspective, yep. do you not think uh, you have this mm-hmm. idea about it or Leeds fans think this because uh, be- because of what they ha- what they had with Bielsa was so good? Yeah, possibly. I like mean, it's you're... a bit of a like 
like Bielsa was so he bought into the club and the culture and the the city itself really well, like bought right into it. And you had it so good for a long time with him. Maybe that it's maybe this is what normal coaches like. And you're it's it's funny because I had the thought where with uh, Deserby um, in that victory and how like happy and, and how memorable the night would have been for the Brighton fans. Yeah. And I thought that same thing with Jesse beating Liverpool, but I was like, in five years' time or 10 years' time, who are you actually going to remember? Are you going to remember what Potter did for Brighton or Deserby in that one win? Or are you going to remember what Bielsa did for Leeds or Jesse Marsh in these couple of wins? And they do. They, they feel different because they don't have that kind of heart and soul attachment. And so, yeah, you're always going to compare to Bielsa. Yeah. And it's not to say... It's not to say that Jesse isn't a good manager, but he, like I explained against the Chelsea pod and the and the Arsenal one, we play well against sides that actually try and play football and we don't play well against sides that just lock shit down and make it hard for us to press them because they, yep. don't, they don't become disjointed. So he's only got one plan. And so it's really, he has a really narrow-minded, but in the same way Bielsa did, but Bielsa... <laughs> <laughs> but Bielsa's was nice to watch Bielsa's was good to watch yeah yeah and you always felt like we could win at any moment in a game where you yeah. didn't fit and even in this game you know Mes- uh, Melia had to make nine saves and there was excellent yeah he was fantastic that's the most of any yep. goalkeeper this season in a game um, but there were so many chances that Liverpool missed that they would score normally or would have scored last season yeah absolutely and so we this was a very fortunate win and so it felt good and I was chuffed and I gave heaps of people shit about it. But at the same time, it's not a great win. I don't think it does a lot for no. us. Maybe maybe it papers over the um, And obviously you got the you got very lucky with the first goal. Mm, um, a gift. I want to ask you this one. Uh, are you blaming would you blame Allison or is it Gomez who played the ball? I you know, I would almost blame I want to blame Van Dyke for not reacting as fast as Rodrigo. <laughs> 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 if he's okay. really the marshal and the captain, you know, the I've big, just seen the big dick. I've just seen a lot about, uh, you know, why why is the keep where's the keeper going? But obviously, mm. the keeper's trying to make the angle so that the pass can be made to him. And Gomez just hasn't looked; he's just kicked it. Um, I, was it Gomez? I think it was. Yeah, it might not have been. I don't know. But either way, the player's just he hasn't looked. Whoever it is. Um. So yeah, they, they got. You got lucky with that goal and then clutch winner from Somerville. That's beautiful, quick thinking, just to quickly get a poke on it towards the far post. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful assist from Bamford. And, yeah, like you said, Liverpool on another day score a bunch of goals, I guess the same as they would have against um, against Forest. But I guess when you're, when you're down and out like they are at the moment, um, these things don't tend to go your way and... That's just the way it's crumbling for Liverpool at the moment. I don't think we need to go into them again. Relax, Liverpool fans. We'll leave you alone. We'll leave you alone. It's the same thing that we've said. And it's the same thing everyone said. It, like, there's literally a million problems with Liverpool right now. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even, you can't drill it down into one five-minute segment. Yep. Uh, on a positive, Salah is starting to find the net a little. So maybe he's going to, maybe he's going to turn it all around for him. Like be you nice. said earlier, wouldn't want to write nice. him off. You'd be He'll... foolish to write them off. He looks like a kind of solitary talisman at the moment, though. He definitely needs some help. Yep. Um, Arsenal beat Forest 5-0. We won't spend a bunch of time on it, but I guess back down to earth for Forest after a big win against Liverpool last week. Um, 
Arsenal, I guess the big news out of this one is Saka going off injured. Um, but Reese Nelson came into the team and scored two in replacing him. So that's it. Um, Does it matter? He's come back from wherever the fuck he's been. They're just doing a uh, they're just doing a real squad thing at the moment. Arsenal, it's just a complete squad where everyone is everyone's doing their part. They're not being carried by any one player unless you wanted to pin it all on Martin Odegaard, who is fantastic. But mm. I think it definitely is shared. Um, he comes in and out of games. Um, so there's that. Yep, first but, five nil win uh, since the Wenger era. Yeah, the, the party days are back. Yeah, it sounded good too. Like it sounded like Emirates was really uh, you know, everyone. There's a bit of a buzz down there at the moment. So good on them. Yeah. Uh, the last one of the weekend, uh, Man United West Ham, another thrilling one nil at Old Trafford. I shouldn't say it like that. It wasn't a bad game. You may, yeah, you do, you do the thing from like the outsider's perspective, a mainstream media look at oh, <laughs> another one nil soccer game, hey? Yeah, oh, not again, not again. Yeah, how do you even watch that shit? It's not even one go, ninety minutes. My God, I'm yeah. full asleep. Um, Man United doing enough. Are, are they are they going to click into some kind of free flowing Dutch behemoth? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think their squad's still too disjointed and too uh, all over the place for them to to get on a roll like that. It's still very reliant on uh, individuals pulling out something at big moments. If you were going to give someone four years and you know two big transfer budgets, Ten Hag's probably the guy to do it though. So yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, just got to stick. Step number one has to be getting getting Ronaldo off and out of there. I think mm-hmm. it's just it's too hard. The relationship's broken. Um, it would just be fracturing the squad, I think, as well. Obviously, I don't know because I'm not there, but, you know. You're talking like you are there, it, Sam. Have you got how, some inside, Gus? Well, how could it not be, you know? Because there Can would be people loyal to Ronaldo in the change room and not as yeah. favourable with the new manager, right? Absolutely. And he's having dummy spits when they win. He's having dummy spits when they lose. You know, he's just, it's just all about him. So, well, we've done that to death. We have. Um, but that's why the Casemiro signing could be a masterstroke because it's an ally of Ronaldo who's also a new signing by Ten Hag. And so a lot, I think there's a lot of dressing room pressure on that dude. Yeah, maybe. Um, Rashford popped up and scored. Uh, I think a man of the game, though, for this one was David De Gea in a week where he was left out the Spain squad. Yeah. Uh, he made some massive saves. Otherwise, West Ham probably... Probably unlucky not to get something out of this. Yep. Another week of West Ham not being quite as massive as they should be. Um, Rashford scored his 100th goal for the Manx, which is not too shabby, right? Yeah, it's not too shabby. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't really have heaps to say on West Ham. No, they're again, they're just kind of, uh, <laughs> they exist. They're around. They're not setting the world on fire at the moment, but they you you do feel that they have... There's enough there to probably get a real good run going and climb up the table, uh, maybe pressure those Europa League spots and make it interesting. But they, they sit 13th at the moment, but I think they're better than that. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, so do I. I'd like, yeah, maybe we'll just reserve judgment until they find a gear, hopefully. Yeah, sure. I don't, I don't mind West Ham, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I don't mind them, whatever. <laughs> Have you got anything else? Oh, no, I was going to say there's 20 teams in this league. I can't be across <laughs> fucking indebted and invested in all of them. No, nah, and I try to watch like three leagues a weekend, so it's hard. It's um, fucking tough, man. Have you got anything else you want to add this week? 
I just, if you wanted to watch one extended highlight of English football, it would be, uh, was it Championship or League One? Whatever. It was the, the Charlton game. Charlton and Ipswich. And Ipswich, yes. Yeah. A game that's had quite a few goals. Just watch the last 10 minutes of the football match and you're in for a treat. As in starting at the 90th. Yeah, start at the 90th. Start at the 90th minute and watch the end. Yeah. Um, tr- trust me, there's enough in there for you to watch and enjoy. Yeah. Unreal scenes. Uh, there you go. I think that's a, that's a wrap. With uh, another week done. Episode 84. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, enjoyed every second of it, Sam. I love dissecting games that I haven't quite watched lovely hey if you're an a-league or adelaide united fan more specifically have a look on spotify apple have a look on our pages on instagram twitter facebook we've got we did some at the match coverage trying to capture the sounds of high marsh um if you're interested in that sort of thing uh get along come seek us out at rgk one day uh have a chat um that's up there if you want to have a listen to that uh, we'll also we'll also be co- recording a red edition to discuss the uh, the win at home over Perth. So that'll be up as well. Have a look. Keep your eye on the feeds. Other than that, au revoir. Yeah, right, I'm gonna go cancel my KO subscription. No, you gotta watch Napoli. Oh, okay. After Napoli, no, because I still get the month. See you guys. Okay, bye. <laughs>